Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Well, it's great to have a chance to share God's Word with you again this morning. We've been talking about spiritual formation. We've talked about what it is. We've been, last couple of weeks, we looked at the, spirit, or the stages of, of spiritual growth and maturity. This week, we're going to start and look at spiritual disciplines. And uh, if you want to know how to grow your spiritual life, this is a significant portion of that. I'm going to start off with 1 Peter chapter 5, or chapter 1, verse 5. It says this, For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, Goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, to mutual affection, uh, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Make every effort. Make every effort. But how do you add goodness to your faith? Or knowledge to your goodness? Or perseverance to your self-control? How do you add godliness? Well, a significant portion of that is, the answer to that question, is the spiritual disciplines. Today we're going to take kind of a CN Tower look at the, the spiritual disciplines. Next time we get together and I'm preaching, actually that'll be in three weeks' time. Next week, I'm going on holidays uh, just for the weekend with my son, and we're going to see some football games. Uh, so Jeff is uh, going to be preaching for us next week. He's always great to listen to. A week after that's our anniversary service, and so we're going to be celebrating our anniversary service, and then we will come back to this in three weeks' time. Uh, but today I'm going to give you the... 60,000-foot view of spiritual dis disciplines. The, when we get back together and talk about this, I want to look at specific disciplines. Now, when I say the word discipline, it probably depends on what stage of life you're in as to how that word resonates with you. If you spent a lot of time in the principal's office, discipline... Probably doesn't ring like, oh, yeah, right? No, not. If you're a parent of young kids, discipline, right? Oh, what do we do? What do we do? For many of us, what comes to mind when we hear the word discipline is restraining ourselves. We talk about self-discipline, and it often takes place right about when the dessert is served, Right? Or it's, for others, it's engaging in a process to, to achieve our goals. If you want to get in shape, you need to discipline yourself to go for a walk or go to the gym. If you want to maintain, uh, be a musician, then you need to discipline yourself to practice. Spiritual dis disciplines and um, self-discipline are kind of like this. We engage in a process to achieve our, our goals, 
but they're not quite the same. Come back to that. We do have a goal in the spiritual life. God's goal for us. Be a little different for each of us in terms of our calling and our dispositions and things like that. But for all of us, we're called to be transformed, to become Christ-like. We want the dead places in our lives to come alive. We want the sinful places in our lives not only to be forgiven, but replaced with goodness and righteousness. We want the, the broken places in our life to be healed and renewed. But more than anything, we want this, our relationship with God to be deep and growing and good and sweet. It's our goal. And these things happen as we engage in the spiritual disciplines. Like a person trying to become healthy, our goal is to become spiritually healthy. But self-discipline for the purpose of becoming healthy and spiritual discipline for are somewhat, but not entirely the same. Imagine, as we're launching into this talk about disciplines, imagine with me someone who leads a completely undisciplined life. They get up when they feel like it. They eat whatever they want. They don't feel like moving. They don't move. It takes discipline to get to work. They have trouble holding a job. I just do what I feel. I've met some people who are close to that, and it's sad to watch. A wasted life. If you're going to do much in this life, it takes discipline. Imagine a person who is a follower of Christ but lives a spiritually undisciplined life. Sad to watch. On the other hand, I have known people who are hyper-disciplined. I know people who grew up in homes where their father was military and he brought military discipline into the home. That wasn't good either. Hyper-disciplined people are unable to smell the roses, and they're often not much fun and sometimes painful to be around. I've known some hyper-disciplined, spiritually disciplined people. They do all the right things, but there's something that's just a little off about their spiritual life. Like self-discipline, spiritual disciplines are are action-oriented. You need to do something, or in some cases, refrain from something. Classic spiritual disciplines are this. There's internal spiritual disciplines, prayer, fasting, meditation on scripture, study. There's outward disciplines. There's simplicity, silence and solitude, submission, service. There are corporate disciplines, what we do together, confession, worship, guidance, celebration. As you can see, there are things we choose to do, there are some things we choose to engage in, there are some things that we choose not to do. And just like you can't get into shape just by thinking about getting into shape, you're never going to become spiritually transformed just by thinking, oh, it would be a good idea to be spiritually transformed. 
actually have to do something about it. Here's your first challenge, though, when it comes to spiritual disciplines. There's a temptation to believe that we work for our righteousness. We can become legalistic. We take on this checklist mentality. Prayer, check. Read the Bible, check. Attend to church, check. Worship, check. Um, you can do that. It's a little problematic. I love my wife. I love my wife. Um, she loves me. At least she tells me that. That's a good thing. Um, but somehow our relationship would be a little bit deficient, don't you think, if I, I talked to my wife, check, went on a date night, check. Doesn't quite get the feel of a relationship, right? This isn't about work righteousness. This is about doing the things that uh, help you connect with God and allow God to transform you. Because it's not so much about what we do, but it's about what he does in us. There's a number of metaphors I could use to describe spiritual disciplines, but the one I want to use today is sailing. We're going to be talking about sailing today. I had a friend who loved to sail. I think he had like a, a 24-foot sailboat it had three different sails on it which could be hoisted and it was uh, in immaculate condition and from time to time he would take me sailing here's what you need to know about sailing it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work um, there are sails to be unwrapped and hoisted there are riggings to be fed and used and there's constant adjustment to be made. Often you're jumping from side to side on the boat. But here's the thing. If you don't do the work, you can't have the fun. Here's some things, though, I learned about sailing. First, if the sails aren't up, you're not going to go very far. You can have this lovely-looking boat pristine condition. But if the sails aren't up, you could end up being stuck in the middle. Spiritual disciplines are to our spiritual life what sails are to a sailing boat. Your life may look fine on the outside, but you're not going to go on this transformational journey unless the sails are up unless spiritual disciplines are happening. Your relationship with God isn't going to develop much. Your ability to, to, hear, uh, to heal or to become fully alive in those dead spots is going to be inhibited. Spiritual disciplines are like the sails. Another thing I learned about sailing is this, that you can put your sails up, but if the wind isn't blowing... It's not going to go very far. Jesus, when he was talking to Nicodemus, likened the movement of the Spirit 
to the wind. It blows. Putting your sails up is like practicing the spiritual disciplines. But all the Bible, reading, prayer, fellowship, worship, does nothing unless the Spirit of God blows through your life. And this is really important to remember. You can set yourselves for God to move in your life, but he's the one who powers your transformation. That's what sets spiritual disciplines apart from the self-discipline, self-improvement. Self-improvement, you go to the gym and do the work, you're going to get into shape. Spiritual disciplines, you engage in the spiritual disciplines, but unless the Spirit of God blows, you're not going to move. Does God want his Spirit to empower your life? Does he want to blow over your life? Of course he does. God wants it even more than you do. He wants to empower this transformation. But he isn't always blowing. Sometimes he has a purpose of his own where he just wants us to sit still for a while. But most oftentimes what I found is that he stops blowing because there's stuff going on in our life that becomes problematic. I think what stops the wind from blowing more than anything is pride. Spiritual pride in our life is living independently from God. Spiritual humility is dependence on God. And it would be silly to think you could sail without the wind, but oftentimes we get very proud of our boat, put the sails up, and we just stand back and admire, wow, isn't this a lovely sailboat? We've got it all together. Does God know when our hearts are proud, of course? And what it looks like is the work of righteousness that I was talking beforehand about, where it looks religious on the outside, but not allowing it to touch our hearts. Some examples would be coming to church without the expectation of meeting with God. I am so, so glad that you're here today. Wonderful step. But part of being here is not, the building doesn't make you holy, right? God, by his spirit, as you engage with his word, as you engage in worship, as you engage in prayer, moves you forward. Other examples of setting the sails without wind blowing would be singing without worshiping. Paul would say having a form of godliness and denying its power looks good, harmony sounds right, but without our heart being engaged, the wind doesn't blow. I wish I were only talking theory here, but too often in my own life, 
Jesus, what Jesus, when he was quoting Isaiah in Matthew chapter 16, verse 8 said, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Too often that's been true of me too. There have been times in my life, and maybe there have been in yours, where you go through the motions without engaging your heart. That's why spiritual disciplines are different than self-discipline. It's not about all about what you do. You have to set your sails, but God has to empower you by his spirit. It's not about all what you do. You have to play your part, but God must blow through you to move you along. And he doesn't do that for the independent and the self-reliant and the unengaged in spirit. Sometimes we make our spiritual life all about us and not about, about God. Look at all the stuff I'm doing. I often used to ask people, how's your spiritual life doing? Well, I still ask people that. I haven't heard this answer lately, so good on you. But I used to always get the answer, well, how's your relationship with God doing? Well, I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible and I'm going to church and I get all the right answers, but no, no. How's, how's your connection with God? Oh, different question. Set your sails. Another thing I learned about sailing was where you are in relationship to the wind matters. If you are heading directly into the wind, you're not going to go anywhere. In fact, it can be quite dangerous. You're heading into the wind and the sail's kind of fluttering in the wind and you don't know which side it's going to swing and if you don't duck, it can take your head off. It's not good. For the sake of our metaphor, I want to like going against the wind to going against God. You know what God wants, but you're choosing to be disobedient. I'm not talking about those things where you're struggling with to be obedient, but you fail you're confessing your sin, and you go on. God is with you in the struggle. Some of you are there, and you know it. That's okay. There's something in the struggle that God wants you to learn. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the places in your life where God has talked to you about, and you've just held a big stop sign out. No go. Not going there. Nope. Nope. Not me. In fact, I think I'll just choose to call that stuff good. It's all right. doesn't matter. Good way of heading into the wind, and you won't go far. Where you are in relationship to the wind matters. Here's, here's the thing about sailing. If you're out sailing for a while, the wind can take direction. Not only does not reverse direction, but where it was coming from the, the east before, it might be coming from the southeast and you have to trim your sails accordingly. You have to be adjust your sails to take full advantage of the wind. You have to adjust your sails to take full advantage of the movement of the Spirit. There are different pray ways to pray. There are prayers of examine, where we examine our own heart. 
and prayers of adoration. There are prayers of lament. How long, O Lord, how long will you forget me? And there's prayers of intercession where we pray for others and for ourselves. There's contemplative prayers and meditative prayers. There's prayers of relinquishment and prayers of tears. There are authoritative prayers and just ordinary prayers. There is listening prayer and there's sitting in silence. And it depends on which way your uh, boat is going, which way the Spirit is blowing, as to what kind of prayers you need in the present. Different seasons will have different disciplines. There are different kinds of ways to read your Bible. You can read large chunks of Scripture, like reading through the Scripture in a year. You can spend your time each day on a very few verses and meditate deeply on them. You may choose to engage with the Bible by memorizing verses that stand out to you. You can do in-depth study of, this, of Scripture. You can pray the Scriptures. You can practice something called Lectio Divina, sacred reading, where you go through the Scripture, praying through it, looking for what God wants to say. Depends on where you are, where your boat is, which way the Spirit's blowing, as to what kind of Bible reading you're going to need for this present season. And it's okay if you don't understand all the prayers and Bible that are reading that I've talked about. Just know that sometimes you have to adjust to take full advantage of what God wants to do in your life right now. Near the beginning of this sermon, I listed 13 different spiritual disciplines. You weren't meant to practice them all. But from time to time, you'll be called to do different things. Fasting. Silence. Community engaging with people. What spiritual discipline do you need for this particular time of your life? Something to talk to God about. But be prepared to adjust what you're doing from time to time. There are times when you need to adjust your sails. Another thing I learned about sailing is the direction you need to take is sometimes not the most direct route. If you're on the far side of the lake and you're trying to get home, well, in this case, home is where you're being transformed to be like Jesus. And if the wind isn't heading directly there, in a sailboat you have to do what's called tacking, which is essentially you're, you're zigzagging across the, the lake to get to where you go. I wish our spiritual life was always in a straight line and we were just racing towards home. But I've not found it so. In fact, sometimes it feels like I'm sailing away from where I need to go, even though I'm following what God wants me to do. I'm adjusting to the wind, I'm moving by the Spirit, but what the Spirit is doing is counterintuitive. You know, I want to be over there, Lord, 
And my boat's pointed over here. What's up with that? Lord, I, I want joy and peace. And you're teaching me about patience and service. Lord, I, I, I want you to deal with the, the issue of anger in my life. What are you doing just teaching me about spiritual warfare? Lord, I want this. Would you keep on pointing me to this? Here's what I found. The Lord knows what you and I need better than we do. He will get you to where he needs you to go, but he won't follow your agenda, he'll follow his. He won't always take you on the most direct route because there's something about the zags that you need to get. Here's what I find in those zigs and zags. I want to steer the boat so desperately. I want to be in control. And it amazes me how deep the control goes in my life. That need for control. Yeah, we got to deal with this, Lord. we got to deal with this. He gently points over there. Whenever you try to control your life, take it outside God's control, it becomes problematic. What this means is that, of course, when you're sailing spiritual disciplines, Jesus is in the boat with you. He wants to guide us. Here's the thing. He makes a better captain than a crew person. You make a better crew person than a captain. He's the one who says, use this sail. Trim this sail. Pull in that line. Let another sail out. If you want to sail well, let Jesus dictate how the boat is set up. But when you're sailing, and you're dialed in, and the wind is blowing, and the sails are trimmed to catch the wind perfectly, and you're skimming, skimming along that water, and you're just moving, and it is a thrill ride. It's good. When you're dialed in, Jesus is your captain, you're skimming along, there's adventure there. It's good. Just like a good marriage or relationship with God takes effort. See, God's grace does not mean that there's no effort involved. It means that you don't earn what is a gift through your effort. But Peter says this, For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, to mutual affection love. Let me tell you, if you're engaging in the spiritual disciplines, you're going to see those things move forward. 
For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I spend a, a lot of time coaching young leaders, and I always tell them, you take the spiritual disciplines seriously. It'll move you ahead. If you don't, you'll get stuck. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love when my friend took me sailing at the Britannia Yacht Club. After a day of sailing, we would park a bunch amongst a number of other sailboats. They were all different shapes and different sizes, but you'd see people aboard their sailboat and you'd wave and you'd, some, some of them, depending where your parking spot was, you would park beside them and you'd have a conversation about sailing and how the wind was and what the best way is to, to set your sailboat up. If they were experienced sailors, they could tell you where some of the rocks were where you didn't want to sail. It would land you on, the, on some shoals. They helped each other. They shared what they learned. Here's the thing. You can't do my spiritual disciplines for me. And I can't do your spiritual disciplines for you. It doesn't work that way. But you can encourage me. Hey, how are you connecting with God these days? What are you doing in your spiritual devotions? Hey, how are you doing? Are you close to God? What are you doing to connect with him? What spiritual disciplines is God leading you into these days? Hey, that's, that's awesome. Keep on keeping on. You can't do my spiritual disciplines for me. I can't do your spiritual disciplines for you, but we can encourage one another. Help each other along. Share how God is speaking to us and leading us right now. So what's your spiritual practice? What are the things that you're doing to capture the wind? Jesus is with you. Would you talk to him about it? What does he want from you? If you want to exceed, succeed. If you want to keep from being ineffective and unproductive, take the spiritual discipline seriously. Have you raised your sails? Are you ready for the wind to blow? Let's pray. Thanks, Lord. for who you are and for these different means of grace that you bring to us. Lord, sometimes we sit in the middle of the lake of our lives and we don't even raise the sails. Your wind is blowing and we miss it. I'm asking for each person here that you would help them to take one step forward. I'm praying, Lord, that they would know and see what you're up to and get on board with you. Captain the ship, Lord.
Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.